We use the analytics, yes. You, you can stick those analytics. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Artillery Podcast. Uh, my name's Jordan, and I'm riding this thing solo today because Austin, Warren, Ben, Nick, I don't know where they're at. Actually, just kidding. I know where they're at. Um, so, holiday season, everything's a little crazy. We literally can never seem to find a day to fit the same schedule. So I said, screw it, I'm just going to do a podcast and knock one out for you little boomers because it has been a couple weeks since we did our last one. last one we did was at our bar for our pop-up shop, which I do apologize because that one, audio-wise, sucked. And I am well aware. So, you know, we'll try to get it and make everything better. Uh, We're still trying to fine-tune our board because none of us are audio professionals. But, uh, hey, you know, we'll figure it out. Uh, So let's just jump right into it. Uh, I'm not even going to go or mention the losses that we had recently because that's just depressing and nobody wants to talk about it. Um, I will touch on the Tampa Bay game, the New Year's Eve game. Um, call me what you want. Call me a terrible fan. But I did end up leaving that game like middle of the second period because I just had enough. Um, but in hindsight, um, Tampa Bay is literally destroying everybody. I mean, right now their goal different differential, however you say that word, I don't know, is like plus 53. Ours is currently at zero. So Tampa Bay's offense is striking like lightning. No pun intended if that's even a pun. I don't even know. Um, but like I said, call me whatever type of fan you want to. But, yeah, I ended up leaving that game, going to our bar, and just celebrating New Year's Eve with some friends. Still watching the game a little bit. Then we went, you know, short north area, had a good time. But... Um, the fact, you know, some, some of our key guys are, are currently not playing Dubinsky, Winberg, Atkinson, Warinsky, Murray, you know, some very important guys on this team coming away with a 5-0 loss. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Should we have scored some goals? Probably. But if you look at what Tampa Bay is doing right now, plus 53, absolutely insane on the amount of goals they're scoring every game. Um, but hey, you know what? We bounced back after that game. Went to Dallas. Came away with a two to one victory over the Stars. Um, so that was promising. It was fun to see. Um, I think one thing that you know Torts has stressed is all of our guys playing better away from the puck. And I think you could really tell a huge difference in that. I think. You know, overall, the guys, you know, the with the games that we were losing, um, you could tell that, you know, we just, our overall presence away from the puck just was kind of almost non-existent. And we were giving teams opportunities that we should not have been giving them. And I think, you know, when we really just kind of settled in in Dallas, we, we were playing steady. We didn't beat ourselves like we had been beating, especially in the Pittsburgh games. Dear God, we just... Uh, I don't even want to talk about those because those get me, I guess my blood boiling. I get pissed off when I think about it. But, um, but yeah, I think overall, you know, the Dallas game was a huge step in the right direction, especially since, you know, we have a lot of young guys that are trying to fill 
big shoes in Cam Atkinson, uh, Winberg, Dubinsky, Wierenski, Murray, you know, all those guys are out. So we got pretty much the Lake Erie Monsters up here trying to fill some big roles. And, you know, it's very positive to see them that they can they can do that against a great Dallas team because Dallas is not a pushover by any means. I'm pretty sure we had the same record as Dallas going into that game. So it was really positive to see. Uh, Borkstrand had a great game. That was also good to see. Um, you know, he does a lot of great things offensively. There are other parts of his game that, you know, you can tell kind of needs some improvement. Um, but, you know, he – Tortorella mentioned that he has probably one of the better shots on the team. And if given the opportunity, if given the, uh, you know, the, the ability or, you know, the, the ice to, to make that shot happen, you know – it's impressive to watch. I mean, I'm I'm pumped up, and not to toot my own horn because I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in one of our earlier podcasts. Uh, I said, you know, I really think that Borgstrand's going to have a breakout year, and I think we're kind of starting to see that. He's also, you know, he's second in points on the Blue Jackets right now. He's 26. He's right now behind Panarin. I think Panarin's like mid 30s, 34, 35, 36 points. I really don't know specifically. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Borkstrand, I think if he can work on some other parts of his game, um, like defensively, uh, also, you know, better playing away from the puck, kind of how Torts has stressed as the whole team. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're seeing just the beginning of what Borkstrand can do. And, you know, he's I think he's going to be one of those players that, you know, is just going to start shooting at will. Um I don't think he's a I don't think he's a pass first type of guy. I think once he gets the puck in, he has a good opportunity. He's not going to pull a Winberg and pass it. He's actually going to just shoot it. And I think that's what we saw against the Dallas Stars game. You know, he he created those offensive chances, and it was great to see him uh, put the biscuit in the basket, as they say. Um, so that was that was fun to see. Uh, also, Savard, what a guy! What a guy! Just a guy being a dude out there. Sacrificed his face. Um, he, uh, one of the stars player, I don't know off the top of my head, took a shot. Savard just kind of dives down and just takes it right off his face. It was a great thing to see. I don't remember if he got stitches or not, but, uh, I love seeing guys just, you know, use their body every now and again. And sometimes you got to, that's hockey. And I know Torch is a big fan of guys just, uh, throwing themselves in front of the puck, which I don't know if that can bite us in the ass sometimes with some guys getting hurt, but Hey, you got to do it. You got to sacrifice yourself for the greater good of the team. Um, but, yeah, overall, Dallas Stars game was fun to watch. Uh, obviously, you would like to see more guys contribute offensively. But, you know, overall, you know, I think we played a lot better than <laughs> especially Tampa Bay, uh, Penguins game, Senators game. God, that one also pissed me off because that should have been an easy W. But I guess there are no easy wins in hockey. Um but hey, whatever. So I, I read a story. The actually it came out yesterday from Awful Announcing, and I posted it up on uh, the Artillery social media channels. So the NHL Winter Classic between the New York Rangers and the Buffalo Sabers was the lowest-rated NHL Classic ever. Um, so it produced a 1.42 household rating. And that's a total audience of 2.48 million viewers for NBC. Um, so that stacks up as the lowest for a winter classic. And it's also uh, was the lowest even in comparison to an outdoor stadium series. 
So that's not good. And, you know, I, I posed the question on social media, or not so much the question, but just when will the NHL stop just recycling the same teams? I think it's getting kind of annoying now, and fans are starting to be like, all right, you know, maybe give other teams an opportunity. I know a lot goes into it in finding a stadium and, you know, making sure everything works cohesively and all that stuff. So, I, you know, I don't know all the specifics in going into creating a Winter Classic, but let's just look at it here. The Chicago Blackhawks, they've had three Winter Classic appearances. The New York Rangers have had two appearances. The Washington Capitals have had two appearances. The Boston Bruins have had two appearances. The Red Wings have had two appearances. The Penguins have had two appearances. The Sabres have had two appearances. The Philadelphia Flyers have had two appearances. Uh, Canadians, Blues, and Leafs have each had one. So that makes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven total teams have played in a Winter Classic. Eleven teams out of three, five, seven, uh, nine. 11, 13, 15, 17, 18, 19, 20. 20. 20 Winter Classics, 11 teams have played in them. Um, so maybe it's time to switch it up, NHL. Uh, we have a, a beautiful 106,000-seat stadium sitting in the middle of the Ohio State University, probably one of the most iconic stadiums out there. And it's just waiting to have a Winter Classic. And, you know, I think, yeah, how the Jackets had a lot of off or on-ice success, historically, no. But I think we would have no issue putting a Winter Classic in there, whether we're playing the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Detroit Red Wings. I think those are, your, those are the two options that you got to go with. Obviously, with the Red Wings, you can do the whole, you know, battle of, a, battle of the state up north and uh, – in Ohio, which is, of course, the play on Ohio State, Michigan. Not our biggest rival right now. I don't think I really even classify them as a rival necessarily. But then, of course, you know, you got the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is a three-hour what a three-hour drive. And I think, I think we would have no issue whatsoever in selling out the horseshoe for one of those games. Not at all. I, I, I don't. Uh, people have tweeted tweeted me and have said, well, maybe we put it at Montfrey Stadium. Well, Montfrey literally seats about the same amount as Nationwide. I think it seats like 21,000 Nationwide. It's like 18,500. You can get 19 in their standing room. I don't see the point in putting it at Montfrey Stadium. I really don't. I think we would have no issue, especially if we played Pittsburgh, because you know, unfortunately, it's going to be probably half and half at, at the shoe. But it's a Winter Classic that makes it for a more hostile environment, good for TV, good for the energy on the ice. I think people would love it. And I just and other people have raised the argument or the questions of, well, well let's put it over in Cincinnati at Paul Brown Stadium or, or in Cleveland at uh, Cleveland Stadium or whatever it's called, First Energy Field. Um, I, don't, I don't like those ideas. I think it's got to be in one of the cities that the team, one, that the team is playing in itself. I don't think we put it in Cleveland. I don't think we put it in Cincinnati because I think then you're just giving the argument that, well, Columbus isn't good enough to even host the game itself, so we got to put it in a different city. I don't like that. Um, I, yeah, I'm just not a fan. 
Um, one thing I do think would happen if before a game comes with a horseshoe, I could actually see us playing a game in Pittsburgh first, probably at Heinz Field. Um, I think maybe the league would rather see that instead of, you know, the horseshoe itself immediately. Because, like I said, Columbus doesn't have the track record of winning. And I think that's something that kind of draws the NHL to a team for a Winter Classic is, you know, playoff victories, playoff series wins, getting deep into the playoffs. Now, something Columbus really hasn't ever done um, or actually hasn't done. So I could see them probably going to Heinz Field first if we did play them or, or if we did play Pittsburgh. Um, but obviously, as a, as a Blue Jacket fan and an Ohio State fan, you would love to see them go to the horseshoe, obviously. Um, but hey, like I said, long story short, NHL, quit recycling the same damn teams in the Winter Classic, and maybe your ratings will be a little bit better. I mean, you're you're going to pull in a whole different demographic that really probably doesn't watch the Winter Classic. I mean, obviously the casual hockey fan, yeah, they're going to tune in and watch the Winter Classic, but if you put something in Columbus, Ohio, you're going to get a lot of fans that normally wouldn't even watch it, watch it, because it's at the horseshoe. It's on national TV. It's a huge deal. And we already, we've already seen the ratings for Major League Soccer playoffs in, in Columbus. And they're, they're, like, what, second overall? They're huge. So our, when, when Columbus sports fans get excited about something, you know, they will get the viewership. They will get the attendance. I, there's no doubt in my mind that we could sell out the horseshoe. And I'd love to see it. I don't know. I think it's, it's, something, that, uh, I think it's something that will happen, but I know... You know, I mentioned in an earlier podcast that I, I know Ohio State and the Blue Jackets have to really come together in, in agreement for this. And I don't know how true these rumors are, but, you know, I had heard from one source within the Blue Jackets that uh, the major stipulation for using the horseshoe is the fact they turn off all the water in the horseshoe uh, in the wintertime. So there would be a risk of, you know, turning the water back on and the pipes bursting or freezing. And that, of course, you know, and a venue that size, you know, that's going to cost you millions of dollars to probably fix. And so from what I've heard from a source inside, that's one of the biggest hurdles. I could be completely wrong. I could be talking out of my ass, but that's just kind of what I've heard. Don't know if it's true or not, but uh, I don't know. Um... So, hey, a funny story happened over, uh, this was, I think, before Christmas or after Christmas. I do not remember. Uh, let me pull it up here. So a fan got kicked out of Nationwide Arena. Uh, the artillery, we had video of it. Pretty proud of that. Uh, thanks to Ben, our one of our guys that helps run our Snapchat story. Uh, so this fan... Uh, from Columbus, but is a Flyers fan. There are rumors going around for a, a second that he was, in fact, a uh, Blue Jackets fan, which was not true. He was from Columbus, but he was a Flyers fan. Uh, got kicked out of the game. Uh, I mean, he just pretty much got extremely drunk and ignorant, and so he was asked to leave the arena. Well, this fan did not take too kindly to wanting to exit the arena. And if you do follow the CBJ Artillery on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we had posted a video. Uh, he was walking out of Section 105 and 106, and it took about three nationwide security guys and I think also a CPD officer 
to get him out. They were basically carrying him out, and he was not going out without a fight. He was kicking and screaming and flicking people off, and it was it was entertaining to watch. And uh, the funny part about the story is later he went on Facebook, and he decided to leave a review on the Columbus Blue Jackets Facebook page. Now, me, you know, creating the artillery, I based everything off of content. We need content to, you know, drive traffic to our to our social media channels and I thought this would have been this is the perfect piece of content. This is what I love. I love stirring the pot. And some people don't like our method of of stuff because we're not always going to be all 100% positive. We like to have fun. We like to get people talking. And I got some people commenting like, "Oh, you shouldn't post this stuff." I'm like, "Well, you know, yeah, okay, screw you. I don't really care." Uh, so here's this guy's Facebook comment, or excuse me, a one-star Facebook review of the Columbus Blue Jackets game. "Quote: I was attacked by 15 Blue Jackets fans, then kicked out for defending myself after all of them lied about what happened. Don't go unless you're a Blue Jackets fan. We will." be taking them to court for the tickets. You are not allowed to root for anyone but the Blue Jackets. Parking was $20, and draft beer was 11 Overpriced and shitty, horrible experience. We'll never be back. That's his uh, Facebook comment, his Facebook review. Okay, well, one, grammatically, that's it's all terrible. Like, I, I kind of stumbled even reading over because half of it didn't even make sense. Run on sentence. I got a whole run on sentence. I assume he posted this when he was still probably hammered. He probably posted it on Nationwide Plaza sitting on a bench in the freezing cold after he got kicked out waiting for his friends to get back from the game itself. So here's my take on this. Listen, I've I've been to, you know, we, we're, we're blessed to have had Blue Jackets tickets to the artillery for I think four years now. Um, and you know, you guys have listened to this podcast that are Austin, Warren, Nick, Ben, a lot of us, we just, we all go together all the time. Uh, we sit in the same, we have season tickets. We're in 106. We happen to witness this guy getting kicked out. This guy being completely ignorant. We drink. There's no secret in that. If you follow the artillery, you know that. We typically get drunk at the games. Not all the games, but most of the games. Like to enjoy ourselves. But we're never just blatantly ignorant enough to get kicked out. Because I honestly feel like it takes a lot for nationwide security to come down to your section, three of them, and a Columbus police officer to come all the way down to your section and tell you, you need to leave. So, like I said, we always, we, we respect the people around us. We don't be, we're not blatantly ignorant. We're not blatantly yelling curse words and, and starting to or, or trying to start or pick a fight, we we stay within the bounds of our four seats and we try to have a good time with each other. And while we're trying to make friends of people around us, we've done that many times. But it just takes a lot to be that ignorant to get kicked out and then leave a one-star Facebook review, which later the Blue Jackets deleted, which I you know I don't blame them for. So I'm glad I screenshotted it when I did. But uh, the overall thing I thought was just hilarious. I'm not even mad about it. I don't even care. Uh, I just think it, it's you have to be just absolutely stupid drunk to get kicked out of a, a Blue Jackets game. And 
and the whole parking thing, $20 to park, $11 for a beer. You can complain about the beer prices all you want, but that's pretty much the cheapest in the league, which is not saying much. Yeah, that sucks, and I do agree with you there. The beer is overpriced, but in hindsight, I mean, it's is that the right terminology? I don't know. I have nobody here to correct me because everybody is not on the podcast today. Uh, but if you go to the Joe, or okay, it's not the Joe anymore, but if you go up to Detroit or you go to Madison Square Garden, I guarantee you're paying 15 to 18 bucks for a tall boy. Nationwide Arena has the cheaper prices for beer. So I pay. I go to the Brewdog stand uh, now, and I just get like, I'll probably get two IPAs in the whole game. Each IPA is $13. I get the Elvis juice. I love the Elvis juice. Um, tall boys, I know we're at 11. But overall, yeah, are they overpriced? But in the overall spectrum of things in the league, they're not. They're literally cheap compared to other arenas. Um, $20 to park. Obviously, you just gave up and parked at the first lot you could find, which is probably McConnell. The McConnell Garage right next to Tim Hortons off of Nationwide Boulevard. That one's, I think, the only one that's $20 to park in. And you're literally parking, what, three feet away from the arena doors? So no shit, it's going to be $20. You can literally go two blocks down the road and pay 10 bucks, or you can go to the convention center and pay 8 So you're just an idiot overall there, buddy. Don't feel bad for you. Um, but, yeah, overall kind of a funny story. I laughed when I saw it. Uh, so, hey, uh, recording this podcast before the Colorado Avalanche game. Um, so, hopefully, all goes well tonight. Uh, all, Colorado currently 20-16-3 on the season. Uh, Blue Jackets are currently sitting pretty nice at 23-15-3. Um, so, obviously, Colorado is not a pushover by any means. So, this should be a pretty competitive game all around, as is every game, because it is the National Hockey League. Um, so it should be a fun game to watch. Um, hopefully the Jackets come away with the win. And hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. My first time ever going solo. Hopefully next week we'll have Austin, Warren, Ben, maybe Nick back. That would be nice. Guys, if you're listening, I did not enjoy doing this solo. But I didn't mind doing it for the little boomers out there. Um but, hey, thanks for listening. If you have not got your artillery merchandise, you can go to lampapparel.com slash cbjartillery and pick up all of our awesome swag. We got, like, I don't know, 14, not 14, like maybe 10 apparel items from hoodies to long sleeves to T-shirts, and they'll change your life. They're awesome. We also are our home of the first ever Let's Do That Hockey shirt, which is selling still like crazy. We're not, I'm not even promoting the shirt anymore. And we're still selling that sucker like crazy. So if you bought one, let us know. Post a picture. Tag us on Twitter. We'd love to see you rocking that shirt or any of our merchandise for that matter. But, hey, appreciate you guys listening. Um, go Jackets. We'll see you next time here on the Artillery Podcast. <laughs>